Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore and the Heart and Soul. A professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I look back at this date, 25 years ago today, April 13th, 1997, the first ever ECW pay-per-view, barely legal. We look back with Hall of Fame co-host here on Busted Open, Bully Ray, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. You feeling it, man? You in a good mood this morning? Always. 25 years ago, I think about life, and this was one of the biggest days of my life at the time. You just look at how life changes throughout the years. It's uh, it's pretty damn cool. It really is. Well, let's dive right into it since you brought it up. 25 years ago, today, April 13th, 1997, Tommy. The first ever ECW pay-per-view, barely legal. Uh, wow. I, I remember it like it was yesterday, which is scary, because it was 25 years ago, Tommy. My God. Um, Thank you to social media, because another historic date on the same day uh, in 2000, in April, when, uh, same day, duh, uh, Taz took the title off of Mike Awesome. Uh, I was the guy who kind of helped him was the referee. And that was another historical date because it was a legit WCW contracted wrestler versus a WWE contracted wrestler inside an ECW ring. Uh, That was before the term forbidden door. Um, And that was not kicked in. It was blown up. Uh, another thing that happened, uh, on this day, but I'm just talking about like, for me and my own personal life slash history, like all these amazing moments, uh, for, for barely legal was a, just such a different, different time. Uh, if you go and you watch the, um, beyond the mat, this is the famous, this is the dance. Cause we, uh, we had made it to pay-per-view there was so many behind the scenes people wouldn't even believe half of the stories but yes they were all true and just the fact that we got on pay-per-view only half of them uh but it was uh 
it was an amazing accomplishment from a bunch of uh, men and women that kind of were misfits and cast-offs in the professional wrestling business. And little did we know that we changed the wrestling business. And it was just an amazing, amazing time in the industry, as well as for every ECW fan. You know, Tommy, whenever you take a journey, and I, and I look at ECW this way, and it's worth talking about today because 25 years ago, today, the first ever ECW pay-per-view, Barely Legal. And for me, it was a very significant day. And I look at, and, and Bully and I, and Bully's going to be joining us at 1030 to talk about this as well. Um, I, I, I think of the, you know, Bully and I always talk about music, and I think of the band Metallica. And me and my buddies were all fans of Metallica. And I remember when they opened up for Ozzy Osbourne. And they, in 1986, and they were touring with Ozzy. Me and my friends couldn't believe it. We're like, holy shit, like Metallica's actually touring with Ozzy and doing arenas. And then I remember in, in 88, them playing the Monster, you know, playing the Monsters of Rock tour with Van Halen and the Scorpions. Like they were one of the opening bands in a stadium tour. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, they're playing in stadiums. Now you look at Metallica and they're one of the, the biggest bands in the history of music. ECW, I, I just remember when they were on pay-per-view. For me as a fan, it was like, holy shit, like ECW's got a pay-per-view. Like, oh my God, you know, like when, and you know this, Tommy, because still today, people chant ECW. Like, you feel that way about a wrestling company because you are with them from the uh, from the ground floor, you know, and to see them blossom into actually having a a major pay-per-view. It was a win for you guys and you and I can talk about it. Bully will talk about it at 1030. But man, for me as a fan, that was such a marquee moment when you guys had your first ever pay-per-view. Big time. Uh, the biggest drama, you know, we're, we're talking about if it's a TV show, the behind the scenes just to get there. And I mean, the story of... ECW getting to pay-per-view getting kicked off of pay-per-view before we, we were even on uh, this wasn't supposed to be the original date uh, for the show but because uh, New Jack had stabbed a wrestler and the uh, the dirt sheets had leaked it to uh, a pay-per-view company and we got pulled off of pay-per-view uh, that barely legal pay-per-view was only available for half of the uh, pay-per-view audience. But you got to understand, man, back then, for your company to be a real deal, for your company to be, it was pay-per-view. And to be, everybody has pay-per-views now. Um, yeah. But back then, that's how you made your money. And it also, you have no clue how much money it cost to be on pay-per-view. When you receive that money three plus months later, for that event um it, it's there's so many things or the upgrades to they had to make to the building which you know that building doesn't look the same the building is an amazing entertainment facility now but back then it was a i mean it was the cbgb's of wrestling it was yeah. a shithole but it was our shithole and they had to you know we just everything like the, the drama of our announcers, our referees having no IFBs and all that show, uh, like when everyone like either goes under time or overtime, 
I'm like, man, I don't know that because we never did it. And how that show went off the air. And then right after Terry Funk wins it, it was seriously like not even 10 seconds before we went off the air. I mean, we go off the air and then the converter of the building blew and everyone's we're in, we're in darkness. And we're like, wait, did they not see the finish? When do we go off the air? And it was just this crazy celebration, you know, Terry Funk bleeding on every fan, uh, bleeding all over me, <clears throat> man. Uh, I could talk on and on, you know, when we have bully on, we'll talk about it too. his own little personal journey to get there. I know behind the scenes, I was so pissed. I wasn't on the show. Yeah. I did everything for ECW and I wasn't on the show. I wasn't in a match. I was on the show and I helped with the finish, <clears throat> but I had to be talked off the ledge by Paul and the whole one, you know, one year build to Taz and Sabu. That was unheard of dude. Uh, there was so many great things, you know, if you go back and you watch it, was it the best pay-per-view of all time? Absolutely not. It wasn't even the best pay-per-view within ECW, but it was the best pay-per-view because it got us to the dance and, uh, you know, it helped build that company. And you think about it, no, no wrestling company did the fans ever chant for the company. You know, you never heard it in WCW. You still never heard it in WWE, but after that, you got to hear it when, because it's really fans giving you that ultimate nod of what's going on uh, within the company. And it, like I said, it literally changed the face of professional wrestling. And I was happy to be a part of it. And when people, it's my legacy, it's my, you know, what I'll probably be most remembered for. And I'm really, really, really proud of it. And I know for me, Tommy, uh, as an old school pro wrestling fan, uh, to see Terry Funk a part of that, to see Terry Funk win that championship. That was like, that really brought as much as it was like, all right, here's the first ever pay-per-view. This is great. This is the big time. Like you said, now you're a part of the dance. But for me as a fan, especially an old school NWA fan, to see Terry Funk, that brings credibility to ECW. Because in my mind, Terry Funk is not going to be part of some renegade company that's not going anywhere. He's not going to associate himself with a company that is just a minor league production. No, that to me brought a lot of credibility, Tommy, to ECW. Dude, Terry Funk, uh, you know, the OG GOAT, um, he knew how to... I don't want to say play on your emotions, just be emotional. There's a fabulous, fabulous promo that he walked to his father's grave. And if you remember, you know, his father died after a wrestling match. And here's a guy who grew up in the business. We, we talk about there's so many second generation wrestlers. Dory and Terry were, you know, or, or original uh, yeah. second generation wrestlers. Their father died in their ring. They had their own wrestling promotion. Him going to his father's grave as a 50-year-old man saying, I don't know if I have much in, but I want to win it. I mean, look at the correlation with, you know, Cody wanting to win that title for him, his represent his father, represent himself. But, you know, Terry's promo is just off the chain with emotion and he breaks down kneeling at his father's grave and he's talking to him. I mean, <clears throat> I listen, my father's been gone a long time. I've gone to his grave twice. Cause I 
emotionally can't handle it. I break down. I don't want to feel sad, but yeah. it was a, a great promo going to it. And I mean, when I tell you, watch that, it, it's a magical moment because you see a building celebrate and there was people crying. Uh, it was just this emotional, emotional time that could never be replicated again. I'm sorry, it, it couldn't because it was on a shoestring budget. Uh, all there, There's a lot of feels. That's why I always say AEW reminds me of ECW with money. Um, it, it's, it's so, so different. And you just, you watch, you just watch wrestling at its purest form. And, and it's a brilliant story just to get there. Yeah. And, and I think the crowd does make it a lot, uh, especially on that show. And especially in that moment when Terry Funk, beats Raven for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. And when I think of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time, Tommy, and, you know, I have these laminated lists, you know, to me, um, you know, my number two uh, of of all time is Terry Funk. And a big reason is his work in ECW. When you look at Terry Funk and you look at what he was able to do in the NWA, um, and then what he was able to do in ECW, you talk about almost like two completely different wrestlers and, and, and it's amazing. And, and I'm, and a big reason why is because of that match at barely legal. Yeah, dude. I mean, for, forget about like, uh, I told you this before when I had a conversation, I'm going to call him later today too, but, uh, it was what him and his brother did in Japan when you talk about the the real emphasis of professional wrestling and help change a culture there and where they're the first Americans to be accepted as baby faces, as the good guy um, because of their hard work. And, and the fans were able to see through, uh, you know, how American wrestlers were being presented there and his NWA stuff. When, when you were the champ back in the day, it was because you were the best. You could draw the most money when you traveled the world. He was champion for a long, long time. And like you said, he gave ECW credibility. And, you know, there was a lot of people who came through those doors, but he gave us the credibility that we needed because he was the former NWA champion. He was, but he's also like still doing it in the ring. Yeah. At such, it's a beautiful story to, to how it all unfolded. And, and, you know, when I say like with Raven as well, I mean, Terry had to beat three, two other people to get to that match as a great match. Then he's got to do stuff with Raven when all these guys, they were all in their prime. They're in their, you know, we're all in our twenties and here's Terry. Uh, I'm 26 years old at that time. And he's double my age. Crazy off the charts. We got to bring this up with Tony when Tony comes on for Tony time. Because I know Tony Khan was a big ECW <clears throat> fan and barely legal. It's 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 you're right. Is it the greatest pay-per-view of all time? No. Is it even the best ECW pay-per-view? Arguably, but I don't think it is. But to me, if I make a list of my top five favorite pay-per-views, barely legal is going to be on that list. I go back and watch it just because it's it's so comfortable watching it brings me back to a time and I, and I'll, you know, it just brings me back to like such a joyous moment in my life as a wrestling fan. That's what wrestling's supposed to do, dude. I literally went to bed 
last night watching, uh, what was I watching? 1980 All-Star Wrestling. And I watched Rick McGraw wrestle Johnny Rods in Rick, Mc, Rick McGraw, Rick Martell's, uh, you know, and they look at this new up, up and coming wrestler, Rick Martell. And I literally sat there. I was like, wow, like my trainer wrestled Rick Martell. And I remember wrestling Rick and being so, so nervous. And then, but wrestling this guy who was such a big star. And I'm like, wow, I'm in the ring with this guy and how he led me through a really, really good match. And then he always sat and talked with me afterwards. But like, I literally went to bed last night. I had the hardest time falling asleep. And then I was like, I, I watched wrestling and put me just like you said, in this happy space. Yeah. I watched that. And I just was like, then I, I just went like, I turned the TV off and I was just thinking about like my career, my life, but then like how other people have affected it. And it was just like, again, 1980, I'm watching that because the match before it was Pat Patterson versus Ron Shaw. And I was like, Oh, this is horrible. Like, how did I think this is the greatest <laughs> thing ever? <laughs> but back then we didn't know any better. And, and if you went back and if it was in today's world, they would, you know, rip up that match because it just was just blah. But if you really just look at it and appreciate it for what it is, it's, it's beautiful blah. And then right after that, the next moment I'm sitting there watching the guy who trained me wrestle a guy who helped me. And I was just, and my trainer was older than the Rick Martell at the time. And I'm like, wow, look at this, blah, blah, blah. It, it's just uh, really, really cool. And that's what wrestling should do. And I know it does for every member of the nation. It takes you back uh, and, and we enjoy it. That's why we do this show. We like, I literally enjoyed watching NXT last night. Like I have been for a while and I was on the fence with the brand because yeah. of what, because of how much we loved what it used to be. So it, it, it's cool to accept and enjoy the change of professional wrestling. And like I said, back in the eighties, man, like I thought that was the greatest match of all time watching it. Now it wasn't, but it still is special to me because hey i was nine years old and i'm yeah just you didn't know any better this. listen I'm when just you're getting into this thing called pro wrestling this is amazing what's a boston crab pat patterson use it nobody's gonna get out of it ever i uh, tommy when you watch a when you watch a game does it you know you don't watch a game like you know like i'm a huge cowboy fan once in a while i'll go back and watch the super bowl with the bills right you know and they destroyed them like to me, as a Cowboy fan, it was an awful game. There was a ton of turnovers, a ton of penalties. It wasn't a well-played game at all. But they, my, my team won. So I didn't give a shit about what happened on the field as long as my team won. When I was watching wrestling as a kid, I, I wasn't watching pro wrestling like, oh, I want to see a five-star. There, no, there was no such thing. You just wanted to see your favorite win. You looked at it in completely different eyes than you do now. You you weren't expecting a classic match per se. You just wanted to watch your favorites win. So you watched it completely different. It's so funny thinking of barely legal. And dude, this is why, Tommy, you say it all the time. Like everything's wrestling. And it's so true. Because, I, you know, barely legal. And if everybody... And I'm sure everybody that's probably listening to me now has seen the documentary Beyond the Mat. Like, I remember seeing Beyond the Mat because Beyond the Mat, a big portion of that documentary 
is looking at ECW and barely legal, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a scene of Terry Funk after winning the championship, all bloodied, sitting, drinking a Coors Light. For years, even now with my buddy Eric, we call Coors, Coors Light's Funks. And we would go to the bar and ask for two. We go, give us two Funks. And the bartender's like, what are you talking about? Like, we call Coors Light Funks. I've been doing that for 25 years. That's I've been amazing. calling Coors Light Funks because of a scene in Beyond the Mat where he's drinking a Coors Light. I'm telling you, Tommy, everything is fucking wrestling. It's unbelievable. If I I will expose something right now from that. I don't know Uh-oh. if it aired on Beyond the Mat. No, no, no. It's a good thing, but it's, it's a crazy Terry Funk thing. Um, Terry Funk swallowed his razor blade and how he used to keep it in his mouth all these years. And I've tried it. It's impossible. Um, I don't know if they showed it, but he starts coughing because, and he starts choking on his blade in his mouth and he just swallowed it. And I'm like, you swallowed a razor. And he's like, I'll be fine. I've done it like a couple of times before. And besides how bad that is for your body to swallow a razor blade, um, and I guess he pooped it out. But I don't know if they showed that on Beyond the Mat, but it was a big deal for the back because he was coughing because he swallowed his blade. Well, no, <laughs> they. I mean, now that you said that. insane. Holy shit. I mean, they didn't show him pooping it out. But, but Tommy, uh, I remember that scene when he's sitting in the chair drinking a funk. He's he's coughing like uncontrollably yeah. coughing. Oh my god, that's like holy he had a shit, razor blade down his throat. Oh my god, oh my goodness. Love him. And, I'm calling him. And Tommy, too early that to call Amarillo. It's it's never too early to call call Amarillo. Whenever Tommy, I'm in trouble, I call the Double Cross Ranch, David. There you go, Tommy. When you when you think of that, you just mentioned the Paul Heyman speech to the back. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, this is the dance, and believe me, this is like that speech probably has been mimicked a million times on the indie scenes because of that documentary Beyond the Mat. Yes, um, <laughs> Paul Heyman used to receive a lot of texts when I used to have to sit there. But uh, hey, man, it was it was a great time in my life and a great time time for wrestling fans. I want to talk a little bit more about Barely Legal. As I mentioned, our Hall of Fame co-host here on Busted Open, Bully Ray is going to join it. He was a part of the first ever match on Barely Legal, so we'll talk to him about that when Tommy and I are back right here on Busted Open. Hey, everyone. It's Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Feed the Noise podcast. From Monday through Friday, catch me and the good sir, Nate Lundy, as we take you through each day's best sports betting opportunities. Whether we're talking spreads, totals, props, or anything else, we will do our Fade 5 to give you the knowledge and confidence to place your bets. Always remember, fade or follow, that's up to you. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for both subscribers. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. 
You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Bully, good morning to you, man. Thanks for hopping on this morning. What's happening, guys? Thanks for the invite. Uh, yeah, uh, wouldn't want to miss an opportunity to reminisce a little bit about a very historical and important night in the wrestling business 25 years ago today. Barely legal. ECW's very first pay-per-view. And Bully, I, I, I remember you and I, I believe, did a, a special on the 20th anniversary of Barely Legal. You know, I, I can't believe that was five years ago. I certainly can't believe... That Barely Legal was 25 years ago. Amazing. Not only was Barely Legal 25 years ago, um, I believe this is also the same date that me and Devon were ever together in the same ring in Queens, New York at the Lost Battalion Hall. So it's a pretty historical date for me and Devon for Barely Legal for ECW. Uh, obviously Tommy being a huge part of barely legal, despite not being in the ring that night, which I think is, a, I think is a great lesson for wrestlers to have to learn sometimes about, you know, where they, um, you know, how important you could be to a company, but still not be in front of the camera. And I think Tommy was, a um, uh, extremely important to ECW that night, despite not being in a, an advertised match, and, and that, that comes with the wrestling business sometimes of how you have to, you know, know your role for a particular night, but still be as important as you possibly can. Yeah, it was hot. Still am getting madder about it right now. All right. Maybe I you should talk about up. talking about the uh, I told the story about 
Funk swallowing his razor blade at the end of how the chaotic was at the end of it. Uh, for you, um, you know, there's, you were, I know how much it meant to you, but you should tell, you know, the nation about what it meant to you, what you did. And I still, to this day, say you walk differently because of it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, Dave, you always know how I feel about a wrestling card, the importance of the first match and the importance of the last match. You know, I love going on first. I didn't know I loved going on first until I had a night like barely legal. Um, we were the very first match of the very first ECW pay-per-view. That crowd was as hot as any crowd I've ever been in front of before. And me and Devon as the ECW tag team champions got to face the eliminators. And every chance I get it, every chance I get, I will always pay props, give props to Perry Saturn and John Cronus. Uh, the Eliminators is the very first tag team that helped the Dudleys get over because you always need somebody to help you get over, and they did. So we were on first. I mean, it was a special match on a special night, and about four or five minutes into the match, I shattered my ankle. I mean, completely shattered. Still found a way to finish the match. Uh, just the adrenaline pulls you through. Thank God Bam Bam Bigelow taught me how to lace my boots the right way, because if he didn't, I probably would not have had a nice tight boot on to keep my ankle compressed to keep me going. Uh, took the finish. Eliminators went over, started the night with a huge pop, new ECW tag team champions. And the thing that sucked for me, like it sucked for Tommy because he wasn't able to be on the show, but he got to see the whole show. I had to leave right after my match and go to the hospital. I did not get back to the ECW arena until my ankle was in a cast and I got to see the last five minutes of the show and then the generators blew and we went off the air. I mean, it was a, it was a crazy, crazy night, a very special night. I just posted the video on social media, on the old Twitter machine of the very famous Paul Heyman speech about welcome to the dance, just so people who might not have ever experienced ECW can get a little taste of what it was like 10 to 15 minutes before that show. Dave, if you want to talk about my life and how my life was so geared towards ECW, I will tell you this. It'll get me heat, but I don't care. It was the first time I ever said Beulah was hot. I literally was the first time I looked at her and I said, wow, this woman is really, really hot. You know why? Because I was so focused on ECW. It didn't matter anything that was around me. But that was the first time I got to look at her and say, she's very pretty. And she was been with me like since 1995. And it was the first time I like looked back at her. You know why? Cause I was sitting up there and I was bored out of my mind because I just wanted to get to my spot. And, but it was like the first time I, I actually sat back. And when they say smelt the flowers, I just turned and I looked at her. And I was like, she's really attractive. First time. Think of how upset. <laughs> All right. And now but she's think, your wife. <laughs> I know. But think of that, like, because I was so in and we, we, every person who's in the business will understand this in this wrestler bubble of that's all that matters right now in my life is this thing called wrestling and everything else is a distraction. And it was the first time I ever said it to myself. 
And Dave, at that time, if you were Tommy or if you were Taz or if you were myself and especially Paul Heyman, the only thing that existed in your life was ECW. There was nothing else. You didn't think about anything else. You you weren't involved in anything else. It was all about the company. It was all about the business. It was a 24-7 thing that lived in your life. And uh, Dave, leading up to that, when I talk about all the stuff, like that wasn't supposed to be our original date for pay-per-view. You have no clue having to go out in front of a live audience, a rabid audience, and tell them that we're not doing a pay-per-view. And Paul went out there and did that. And what did all we also all do? We all stood around him in the ring. The only time we did that was when a wrestler passed away, which sadly was a lot. But we had to go out there and we and, and why we had this connection was we went through the highs and lows, but we went through it together. It wasn't a press release. Paul, and I will always give him credit for that, too. He would address his fans. And you have no clue how the pay-per-view companies did not want for us to do that show at that building. And we had to get it up to code <laughs> like there was so much, but Paul was just like, this is my audience that stood by me. How do I go somewhere else? I'm starting off by slapping their face. And, and like, these are the things that people don't know, as well as like when I say the behind the scenes, the drama, you know, our caller was talking about the, a made up TV show, you know, Young Rock, and there may be teasing stuff for WrestleMania, whatever. But man, you know, Bully and I and a lot of people, we lived real life stuff where, hey, your life can literally, we talked to Thunder Rosa, how her life can change if she wins a match. For us at that time, we all thought we're all in our 20s. Our life is changing. And if this hits, because then it put us on the map with WWE and WCW. Dave, Tommy talks about real life and not to take away from the all-in pay-per-view. All-in was a special night for wrestling fans created by Cody, created by the Bucks with a great name. They were betting on themselves. They were going all-in on themselves. When you go all-in at the poker table, that means you're taking all of your chips, all of your money, and you're betting on yourself. In reality, they had the financial backing of Ring of Honor. ECW's Barely Legal was all in for a straight-up shoot. Yeah. We were – this was our own money. This was Paul's money, Tommy's money. All of – anything and everything that was special to us, that meant anything to us, we pushed our chips all in. We had no financial backing we had no safety net. We had no, we had nothing that if this failed, we were screwed. That's truly going all in on yourselves, all in on your company and believing in everything that you've ever did. That's why when Paul Heyman said, fuck you, you're wrong. Fuck you, we're right. That is a very all in mentality where we were going to prove to the world that we belonged. And the last time that happened was WrestleMania, the first one, because Vince was all in. And if that failed, none of us would have had WrestleMania weekend. Um, There's financially, if I remember it correctly, 
It's about $240,000 to $260,000 to get on pay-per-view. And you would not get your money back for three months. And you also, oh, by the way, you want to do Hardcore Heaven? You have to pay us another $250,000. You have to announce your return date and pay for it before that show even happens. So now you're half a million dollars in the hole. That's not without paying like rent, your wrestlers, and you're not going to see that money for six months. And back then the pay-per-view companies, they kept all that money and they put it in, in a high escrow account and kept all the interest. You didn't even get the interest, but that wow. again, much different time. You know, Bully, when you look back at that show, and I was describing just as a fan how much that show meant to me as a fan because of credibility. Terry Funk being in that main event brings credibility to ECW as well. And you're talking about being all in and putting all your poker chips on the table and pushing it forward. Was there that pre- – did you, did you have that in your head when you stepped in the ring that night? No, we were all too young and gung-ho and crazy and full of piss and vinegar to realize what the repercussions would have been. We were, we were, um, we were just full of adrenaline. We were all gacked up in one way, shape, or form, some of us more than others. I mean, it, there was no such thing as this wasn't going to work. We weren't going to fail. We had come too far. We, we, we risked too much. We were constantly told that we couldn't do it. We couldn't pull it off. It would never work. That's why I make so many comparisons with AEW and ECW, because it's basically the same company. AEW having a gazillion more dollars than, you know, ECW ever had. And all uh, Barely Legal is such an important show because of the fan base, just like I always put over AEW's fan base for being as loyal and rabid as they are. ECW doesn't get to the dance of barely legal if it wasn't for the ECW arena and the fans that came to the ECW arena and that were so loyal to us. They were as big a part of the company as any one wrestler. And that's why, and it's 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 hard to compare because it's such a different era and different generation, and with social media, because I could just imagine if social media was around in 1997. Oh, we'd all be dead and in jail. Oh, with <laughs> with ECW fans, but I but I understand what you're saying. The closest that I can see to ECW would be AEW with their fan base. They love everything. It's it. They live and die with AEW. They'll defend it. To the end, it, it really does remind me of ECW because, you know, if you were wearing a, a, a WCW T-shirt or a WWF T-shirt and you're and you're in South Philadelphia, walk into the ECW arena, you, you're, you're putting your life in your own hands by doing that. That th- there was nothing like that ECW fan base. And to this day, when those ECW fans come to a, a show, an autograph session, visit myself or Dreamer or whoever, they are very quick to remind us of how special it was. I don't go out there and really do a lot of stuff, a lot of autograph sessions, a lot of indie. But whenever there's something to do with the arena, 
I always jump at the opportunity because I love going back to that shitty little bingo hall on the corner of Swanson and Rittner in South Philadelphia and just kind of reliving it one last time. It is a very, very special building. You know, you have your Madison Square Gardens and you have your Tokyo Domes. But to me, they almost fall a little short to places like the ECW Arena or the Elks Lodge. You know, CBGB's meant as much to rock and roll as the Forum in L.A. And CBGB's was a shithole, you know, a hole in the wall, little punk rock club that started off as a, you know, what, you know, country, you know, country bluegrass, whatever you want to call it. Yep. But such important buildings and ECW, I've always made the comparison was the Napster of professional wrestling. Napster changed music forever, changed how we listen to music forever. But Napster went bankrupt. ECW changed pro wrestling forever. ECW went bankrupt, but its stamp, its mark will have always been left on the professional wrestling industry. And I know guys like myself and Tommy will always make sure that people remember it. We will always fly the flag because enough people have tried to bury ECW over the years because of jealousy. There's two types of wrestler in this world. There's wrestlers who were, uh, you know, that were jealous that they weren't in ECW. And there were wrestlers that were really freaking jealous that they weren't in ECW. (laughs) Dave, you know, we're talking about for us memories. It's, it's, your earliest memories really that you can remember stuff eight to 10 years old. So if you're five years old, you don't know what the hell we're talking about because guess what? You're not going to remember it. But from the age now, like there's about your 35 to 40, this is in your prime. Wow. This is awesome stuff, but it's not because uh, we were part of it. It's now, if you go back and you look at it, it's historical significance in the business and everybody listening to this, um, like, they come up to me too. And they're like, I was too young to watch ECW, but I'm watching it now. And like, my God, those TV shows were amazing or those matches were amazing. And it was also, there was, everybody gets the praise, the Dudleys, the Eliminators, uh, Shane Douglas, the Pitbulls, Francine, Beulah, Stevie Richards, Sandman, the ring crew. Like there's so many, the referees, there's so many like, awesome stories just about this one day, one day in, in somebody's life that if you pieced it all together, it, like I said, man, I may even go do this. Just do a frigging documentary about how one day, like yep. bully said, it changed the wrestling business. And back then and that, we didn't realize it, but it happened. And that one day was 25 years ago today. Barely legal bully. Thanks so much for reminiscing, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great remainder of the show, and I'll talk to you all on Saturday. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks the SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts.
Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.